And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Reaching and Teaching Podcast presented by CEI Esports. I'm your host, Robinson. I am joined by my co-host, Johnny. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, Woo! for the first time, we have a host in person. <laughs> You're seeing it. You're believing it. We have Alec Posey from Brookland, baby. What is going on, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Snap. 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 We really appreciate you, Alec, for letting us in the space. Always, man. I know. Always. We're not even open. This place is not even open to the We got access to do this interview. Like, when was the last time we did a podcast in person? Don't even ask me. I don't know. I think the last time I did that. I was gonna say it was, it I was gonna say something two years ago. That's not that, I was gonna say something. Might have been dark humor, so I'm not gonna say <laughs> it. Ugh, we all like what 60, 62, 63. Woo! We're streaking, baby. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So last year we we did a series of episodes based on Career Day and for our students, obviously for CI Esports for our educational program for our kids. Now. Uh, what those uh, interviews were, we have uh, people from d- different career aspects talk to us about their careers, try to inspire students with our lessons. We're bringing that back for the spring of 2022, and you are the first person we're having. Again, we really appreciate it. So let's get started. How did you get into the video game and esports industry? Um, let's see. I don't know if I call this the industry, um, but I think it's probably what a lot of kids are doing who are listening to this and who you guys work with. Uh, Started early in school, working with just, honestly, a small group of friends. Started putting together some Halo LAN events. Um, we'd find, you know, we started kind of, you know, in friends' houses and basements, this and that. And then we actually grew it and developed it into the school itself. So we reached out to the school, and we had a couple teachers that, you know, loved to play StarCraft and a bunch of other, you know, games. Um, actually, one of our teachers took off for about a week when StarCraft <laughs> came out. And we, we all knew, we all knew why. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, we had some awesome teachers who would let us like use the facility throughout the school and, um, we'd set things up uh, and yeah, I mean, so we got it pretty big back in school. I mean, towards the end of when I left, we'd have like, you know, 30, 40 people, you know, after school playing Halo, we'd, we'd have some tournaments. Um, you know, we couldn't do too much like on the uh, monetary side cause high school and mm-hmm. everything and this and that, but we'd always like travel to tournaments together. We went to, uh, Anaheim. Uh, we went to, um, we competed in a Circuit City tournament. We won, like, Subway Ooh. gift cards. And we were, like, stoked. We were, like, oh, we won something? Like, let's go. Yeah. Circuit City. Yeah. Circuit Get City. a load of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got smacked up versus Raw 06. That was oh, the yeah. last time oh, I got a game go. from there. Yeah. But go ahead. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, from there in college, kind of the same thing. Um, we actually started a club called Hofstra University Startups, which is an entrepreneurship, you know, focus group. Help students, all everyone just get together and you know, bounce ideas off each other, try to build some companies, build some cool things. Um, one of the first fundraisers we did, who the other founder at the time now works at Riot, we came up with the idea of just bringing a TV down to the student center for a fundraiser and having $1 per play for Smash. We had lines around the student <laughs> center. Oh, we funded man. our trip to Florida like in like two days, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, from there, I mean, we we you know we did more stuff in the school. Um, tried to get the school more involved in these sports, which now they're you know always kind of looking at new ways to do it, um, like a lot of other schools. But um, from there, uh, we started a company in school, we're working with creators. So we built tools for Tumblr, Instagram, a mm-hmm. bunch of other platforms to help kind of empower creators and get a lot of like the BS out of the way. Mm-hmm. So kind of let them focus on content. Don't worry about like you know let us simplify analytics, scheduling, all that stuff. Um, 
got working with some uh, organizations who work with some teams, uh, got a couple introductions, and we actually, a few of us were, you know, this was kind of always a dream, right? So we've had, like, business plans for this. We've had a bunch of different, um, you know, methods to, to how do we get something like this done for years and years and years. Um, and so I got introduced to a group of guys, and they were kind of on the same wavelength. And they're like, hey, like, let's do this thing. So, um, yeah, we got this going. So this all started from Hof Street University, correct? Uh, in high school, though. Like, he's, this, this is developing. Yeah, you started in high school. Talk about how important it is, like, getting involved from the esports industry from a school space and how how much that could benefit. Oh, yeah. it's I, I, I wrote something, like, before I left for school um, to any, like, incoming students for the center. Because when I, when I left, when I started Hofstra, they didn't have any specific entrepreneurship. They had, like, a, a major, just, like, a couple classes and amazing professors, but they didn't have, like, a center. They didn't have too many resources. So, like, that's why we started the club. Um, from there, they built the Center for Entrepreneurship in, like, my senior year. Now they have, like, a 3,000, 4,000 square foot space. They give out, like, 50 to 100K a year in prizing, and, like, they're always there 24-7 to help students, you know, develop their businesses, develop this and that. Um, and from that, it was amazing because I would tell students, I'm like, hey, use this, right? Like, that's what it's there for. Like, go out, meet with, you know, other EIRs, entrepreneurs and residents, get their advice, um, refine your business, like, get those connections and just just kind of use everything that you can. Like, you're paying a ton of money to be here, <laughs> whether it's, like, with debt or whatever, like, you just capitalize on it. Um, and it's kind of the same way we felt about, you know, esports. We were like, hey, we have, like, giant rooms here with internet, and they'll give us TVs, and they'll give us monitors, and, like, a bunch of other things. So that's what we would do. We would rent out, like, student center rooms. Um, and the school was, you know, really cool about it. They are pretty open with clubs and organizations doing that. But, yeah, I mean, just if you're in school, like, utilize everything you can and just ask. You'd be surprised surprised how like when students ask for things from faculty and staff and students like the the faculty and staff are usually pretty surprised to like see that initiative and for the most part they're pretty cool about it right like they kind of want to see if you're super passionate about something they want to see that like grow and see what can happen you might have to find the right person especially like in (laughs) esports but um yeah i mean it's like amazing what you guys are doing you know specifically because like you're kind of helping give that voice and that support yeah, I think, but to your credit, though, I mean, you've started this. How does it feel kind of start this wave of, like, really ushering in this era where, like, esports is being taken to a, a more serious level? And, you know, because obviously the grassroots start for you, new high school and these, doing these clubs, but now looking at Hofstra University and seeing how what the impact you have over there. Is like, does it dawn upon you all you've done in the last, you know, 10-plus years now of how much the industry has grown, how much you have kind of contributed in small ways, obviously, to the, uh, the industry itself? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see, like, industry um as itself and actually have career paths um we did a panel a couple it was like a year ago now with now mayor of new york eric adams and (laughs) he got him excited and just about you know all the opportunities in gaming and esports and like all the jobs and career paths like you can work in you can major you can work you can do anything really and find a way in esports whether that's like production whether that's legal whether that's um you know just Social media. Right, exactly. It's kind of like the comparison I gave with, like, the NBA. The NBA, you know, huge organization, right? What actual percentage of the NBA, jobs-wise, are players? Super small, right? You have operations across the country, across the world. Um, 
And so like, you don't have to be a pro player, yeah. right? Like, I mean, a lot of people want to, it's, like, it's fun, <laughs> but like there's so many opportunities for, you know, for students. So that's really cool to see. Uh, a big thing for us is, you know, and a big thing for the industry is like, you know, pay people for their work just because, yes. you know, if we want this industry to grow, one, it's like the right thing to do, but two, like, that's how you make careers. That's how, like, there's a ton of value in this, you know, across a bunch of different ways. But, you know, if we can help make sustainable careers out of it, um, that's kind of the most important thing. So tell us, and if you are listening to the audio version of it, check out the video portion. We tell you guys about YouTube. We're not getting the views that we want. So this is the first time, this is a time ever. Check out the YouTube video because we are, again, we are Brooklyn. We are, tell us where we are. What part of the Brooklyn area are we in right now? Uh, we're in Bushwick. No, no, like in the in the in the facility. Oh, oh, so uh, we're in a land room. So we have about twenty-seven PCs in here, all nice and lit up. Um, yeah, you can come here, rent out PCs, and game with your friends, game with your team. You know, it is in Bushwick. Yes. So if you want to look it up, just go look up Brookland on Twitter, and you will be able to find their address and all the events that they do. Uh, but we'll tease that again at the end. But tell us how Brookland came about, because obviously going from doing it in high schools, doing it in colleges, and ha having all these events is one thing. Having your own facility is a whole other thing. Sure. So how did that yeah, happen? Absolutely, yeah. So I got introduced when we were talking with um, building tech and campaigns for a couple teams, um, just through a couple introductions, kind of a bunch of similar like-minded people um, who saw the potential in this. You know, we, we got together uh, in April of 2019, hashed out a bunch of ideas, you know, decided like, hey, let's do this. Like we think we have something here, something viable. We tried to tackle all the things we thought we were missing in New York. Um, so we know we wanted a bigger space that had access for a stage, um, you know, actually give that main stage feeling that like competitive, cause it mm -hmm. is different, right? Yes. Like if you're competing on stage and like a lot of people, will, you know, they'll go from like the bedroom, it's playing on land <laughs> at like, you know, Barclays or like alone <laughs> or something. And like, that's, that's a little crazy. Um, but we've even talked to, you know, players here who've come and they're like, Hey, hey how's it feel? They're like definitely a little different, but like not too bad. Um, it's good to kind of feel like ease that ease them into that. Um, so the stage was a big thing that we wanted to do. Um, and then definitely have the land room. Uh, we needed at least 40 PCs across everything. Uh, I wanted to have a stream room, wanted to have a team practice room. Um, so we kind of came together and said, okay, these are all things we wanted to do. The one thing we also wanted to add was a full food and beverage offering just because um, in terms of like the reality of things is try like sustaining everything you know, um, on like the business side, you kind of want both of those things to work in tandem. It allows us to put more resources into the gaming side, right? Like more prize pools, more events, more, it allows us to try a lot of new things. Um, so we know that we could do both those things in tandem. And then, so once we kind of got everyone on the same page, um, we started pitching it around. Um, we raised some money and, you know, found architects, found contractors, uh, found the space. Um, and then, yeah, we started construction October of 2019 and then COVID <laughs> and then we, we, we got the bones done and then COVID hit and we were like, okay, let's see what, you know, like the landlords were awesome. You know, they're really cool about everything. Um, and it was more trying to figure out like, okay, what do we do? You know, the next six months, what do we do the next year? Um, and that was definitely really hard. You know, we did, we did some online tournaments because we were already planning on announcing. So I was like, let's not not announce. Let's get it out there. Let's try to do some tournaments. Um, and yeah, and then we, you know, came back together. We thought 
we might want to just delay a little bit in terms of like opening. We thought about opening last last summer, um, the summer of 2020. We couldn't do anything that we'd want to. Um, you know, we couldn't have any tournaments. You know, publishers were not okay with that. I mean, rightfully so. Um, and just it wasn't kind of the right environment to do any of you know anything on that nature. Um, so yeah, we did some more online tournaments. We planned, we, we knew in the winter everything was going to get shut down again. Yeah. Um, so we were like, okay, I guess we'll <laughs> wait till spring and see what happens. <laughs> and what's crazy about that is like you can't do a, a lot, a lot, a lot of things until pretty relatively right before you open um, in terms of like permits and all these other things. So we had to try to time that perfectly for the beginning of summer. Uh, we opened June 22nd of 2021. Um yeah, and so everything had to come together. It's funny because like we were in here for so long, <laughs> and you know a lot of things were done, but a lot of things we needed to get done couldn't uh, until right till the end. What was nice about that is, you know, it's like we hit a once in a century thing with the pandemic. Yeah. But we also hit a once in like seven year cycle when it comes to graphics cards and PCs. <laughs> so that was actually kind of nice. Um, we you know we originally planned cool. We're gonna have to like get PS4s, Xbox, you know, Xs. And then try to return them or try to sell them, try to do something, uh, and then to upgrade. Um, what was nice is the timing kind of worked out perfectly. Um, same thing with, like, all the 30 series. Everyone always asks, like, oh, how'd you get these? How'd you get these? And, you know, we have awesome partners, like Main Gear. They're in New Jersey. Um, that was important to me, one, because they're, like, super quality-focused um, between the chairs, between the PCs. And then, two, they are local. Um, so they're, like, you know, an incredible company. So they were great about, you know, I mean, you can, any, I always tell anyone this, I'm like, you can, main gear has them. Like, people are looking for cards. It's not like you have to buy the whole PC, but if you're looking in the market for a whole new PC, you know, they don't really, they don't really upcharge at all. It's, I think it's mostly just about selling the cases. Anyway, um, yeah. And then we finally got open. And you're doing all this as the co owner, because I don't think we specify that to be, yes. you are the co owner yes. of Brooklyn. Yeah. So that is a lot of job in itself because you you have literally have to have your hands in everything that's going on just to make this thing happen. So Yeah, that's that's nuts cuz I I think cuz you think about it, a year and a half after the fact you were pretty much set on like construction October 2019 didn't open till June of 2021. So talk about just kind of like the perseverance that kind of took for you guys and your team to kind of like, you know, stay the course and open up cuz again, what we teach to our students is obviously things aren't going to always go your way, things are going to kind of come up. But you had this dream and you had this vision. You stuck with it. So talk about how like you persevered and stuck with that whole thing throughout yeah. the pandemic and obviously after the fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, as we also have like you know investment partners, the one thing was we had to like I didn't, I didn't have another job. Right, this is my like full time all in. Um, so we had to kind of put all of our you know resources on hold, um, which was like you know tough for a lot of us and more like hey like we need like the runway, you know, the money we have, like we have to make this last and we have to get this place open. We have to get this place open properly. Um, actually the hardest, one of the hardest parts was when we were starting to source a lot of parts and resources. I don't know if you remember like, and still happening today, like getting materials yes. was insane. <laughs> like everything from like wood to like just, so we ended up using a lot of like recycled material for, which is, you know, good as well, but um, you know, for the bar and we kind of had to get creative um, for a lot of desks and things like that. Um, and that wasn't even like necessarily financial constraints. It was just like, Oh, like we can't get anything. <laughs> like you go to like the lumber yard and they're like, sorry, we have no lumber. We're like, okay. Um, we'll make this work. Uh, but yeah, I mean, during that time, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely tough. Um, 
you know, had to kind of hunker down, and, you know, uh, figure some stuff out. I used to freelance as well for like videos and stuff. So a couple of those like small jobs like came my way, which was helpful. And um, even like the tournaments, like we didn't charge people. So we were just hosting tournaments online. And we had some great partners that, you know, were willing to like, you know, help with prize pools and stuff like that. And so we still kind of wanted to keep that um, community building alive and, you know, get those Wi-Fi tournaments going and all that stuff. But So... And I want to go back to one of your comments. You said your how much your food matters. As a guy that I know, there's a lot of people back in the day you used to play with have the Cheeto dust on your fingers when oh, yeah. you play Super Smash Bros. <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree with you. Have that Kit Kat on your finger? Oh, Kit Kat, yeah. I'm not that guy. But <laughs> when it comes to playing and having fun, I do think a lot of people do appreciate that. You can have because um, they do have uh, they do have snacks, they do have drinks, they have food. So that's that's a great aspect. But tell tell the people why you think Brooklyn could, is could be because obviously, like you said, it hasn't been around that long yet. But why do you think it could be such a significant thing in the esports industry or video game industry in general sure yeah absolutely i mean a, a big reason why i put, picked brooklyn specifically is just because of the incredible talent that has like come out of this borough everything from like the fgc to you have like O'Larry 2k who mm. literally lives or <laughs> lived like down the block he sent me a picture like from i think it was his is like his grandma's roof or his friend's roof and like you could see our space and i was like what and i was like dude that's our space and he's like oh no way so like i mean brooklyn and like new york as a whole um just incredible in terms of like the talent everything that's come out of here um you know our biggest goal when we started was like hey we want to work with as many people in the community as we can and kind of empower them to do what they want right so like we had you know, an event in here with East Coast Throwdown, amazing, you know, FGC organizers. Um, and they were, you know, we did an event called The Pit. And I was like, <laughs> I was joking with them. And I was like, well, not really joking. I was like, hey, like next time, like, let's literally throw a pit in here. Like, let's make <laughs> a cage. Let's make like, we'll throw dirt on the floor. It's fine. We'll mop it up. Like, I, you know, in terms of like thematics and enabling them to do yeah. really cool things. Um, my partners hate me for that, but it's okay. <laughs> it looks good on camera. I'll take it. Um, so, I mean, that's the biggest thing for us is, you know, we get a lot of people approaching us and say, like, hey, you know, we want to run weeklies, we want to do this. And we're like, cool, yeah, like, let's do it. Um, you know, we'll make it work, and we'll find ways to make it work. And so that's kind of the most important thing, uh, is I think is enabling the community to do the things that they're already doing, just make it a lot easier on them. So tell us some of those, how, how do those, you said people want to come after you, say, hey, let's do it. T tell us the ins and outs of how do you make those events possible, and what are some of these events? Because I remember the first time me and Johnny and Joel ever came here, you guys were doing a NBA 2K League tournament, and winner gets like a couple hundred dollars. So how to, tell us some of the events, and how do, what, what goes into making those possible? Yeah, absolutely. So it definitely depends on like the, you know, the organization. So, you know, we work closely with um, Nets Gaming Crew, Nets GC, NBA 2K League team, and so. They were great. They were like, "Hey, yeah, like we'll put up the prize pool. Like, let's get some community. Let's get some tournaments for the community going." Um, we're all for it. We're actually planned with a series of six of them up until um, like mid next year. So those are great. Um, I think you know, two K is an incredible game, especially like getting people out who may like. We had a lot of people play who were like, "Oh yeah, I've just been playing two K since like you know I was in middle school," and they're like, "I've never really competed, but like they're good, right?" and then you kind of get them the introduction into like the 2K League and 2K League does an incredible job of one, like telling stories, right? So like, you know, from, you know, like the beginnings and like they actually have a draft and the combine and, you know, trainings and team, um, team like, you know, uh, meet and greets and, and that's really, really cool to see. Like they have the process, I think, down really, really well. Um, 
so like you know we work with an org like that um we talk to them and they're like let's do the series and we're like yeah absolutely uh and you have other you know organizers who either like we reach out to they reach out to us and you know the biggest thing is and so i tell everyone i'm like let's find a date like first things first like <laughs> let's put a date down because then otherwise we'll just be throwing ideas up in the air and and for us like our calendar right now is like three months out we're booked um wow. and so we're tr- like that's my biggest thing i'm like let's get it down let's get it down on paper and, like <laughs> there's definitely open days in there but i was like it's it's good to get those mm-hmm. down yeah. um and you know from there it's cool like w- you know what does the format look like obviously like you know games first and what does that look like but you know what does the format look like how many attendees are we shooting for um in terms of like prize pools like where's that money coming from which can be like a bunch of different sources whether it's um you know doing like splits for entries or whether it's um you know, sponsored or otherwise. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're honestly open. We're pretty much an open line. So you can go on the website and like contact button, book an event is honestly right there and that'll come straight to us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty smooth so far. And like, we're always asking for feedback, you know, from organizers like, Hey, like, you know, what do you need? What do you want to improve upon next time? So. And what's the website called? Uh, brookland.com. And Joel, you've been to one of these events. I know you're not on the camera, but can you tell people how it went for you when you did the two key? I'll put the microphone towards you right now. <laughs> Why you had to do that? Now <laughs> <laughs> nah, you play well. You play well. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was. It was my first time playing the game. Uh, I had to get used to a shot meter. <laughs> I got. I got. I lost twice. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you play Nate Robinson and Madden and go too well? <laughs> why, you, why you putting them down like that, bro? It was fun. It's, it's all right. I lost money playing. Ne- never. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop? Anyways, uh, John, you had a yeah, yeah. So just so now in the five months you guys been open, I like like what, in your opinion, like your humble opinion, has been the best tournament so far. Like the one that's been like the big oh, hitter, man. the big one in the community that everyone's like talking oh, about the next man. day. Like what's that the pressure, one? The pressure, the pressure. Yeah. So I'll say, I'll say like one of the like two coolest experiences for me was one um, during the pit. I actually found out, and I found out like it was after we did a qualify with a uh, tsb team stick bug they do a lot of like anime fighting games i didn't even notice like on the graphic they had we had here all weekend it said sonic fox was coming and they're like i am a huge fan and that was just i was like wait i was like here and i was like and like i knew about the event i knew all the logistics and everything but i was like wait i just, it couldn't really process that um so the fact that they came they brought their dog and i was oh. like that was cool to have you know the dog on screen. it mm-hmm. is that was just a cool experience um so yeah, the pit was amazing. It was it was really cool. You know, we did uh, Guilty Gear Strive, which you know is a, is a great game. Um, we did Street Fighter, we did Tekken. So awesome weekend. You know, we turned the stage into a full production suite um, with like you know casters on stage and players in the middle. So that was that was really cool. So I think it, everything came together well. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, for me as a big big Halo fan, uh, I wanted to get a throwback tournament going. We were working with a charity called uh, Tuesday's Children. Who they are like a 9/11 uh, memorial fund supporting families you know affected by now I think they expanded beyond they expanded to like you know families of um, victims of you know mass shootings and a, and a bunch okay. of other things so really great organization um, and I wanted to I was we didn't have an opening for September 11th and I'm like let's do a charity tournament let's raise money let's, and I was like let's do Halo I'm like let's do Halo let's do Halo let's do Halo <laughs> And I mean, so we actually had six teams. Um, we slated for eight. We had six teams, and that was just amazing. Like I ran the boards for that. Um, I did all the graphics. I did like the whole production because I was like, I just want to do this and like make sure we can get all the money to charity. Um, 
it was just so cool to see. Um, so personally, that was like probably my favorite event. But on top of that, the winners were, you know, the prize was $300. And they were like, oh, no, just donate to charity. And I was like, what? I was like, what do you, I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, yeah, just donate. Like, it's cool. Like, we had a good event. And I was like, what? And I was like, so they were, yeah, that, that was just kind of a nice cap for the whole event. Okay, nice, nice. But um, do you have pictures of any of these, by the way, just yeah, on your website, on absolutely. your social media? Yeah, so, I can send you that. Yeah, I see, see if we could possibly use that in the video portion. But tell us some of the goals that you have with Brooklyn. Obviously, you want to make it a community, a place where people could come, chill out, play some throwback games, want to play a computer, watch the TV in the background. I'm sure you got that TV, right? You got that TV, right? <laughs> you got that in the Who's background. Nate <laughs> Pretty, Shot playing Halo. pretty right, good. And go. then you can play some board games right over there. Um, what's your goal with Brooklyn overall? When you when you decide, hey, I'm gonna make this facility. What was your what's your goal, and if and if you have any more goals in addition to that? Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, I think two things is um, now that we kind of got our gears going, we want to ramp up production. Like that's my background, and so um, that's to me like being able to utilize the stage. You know, we're working on getting uh, a bunch of upgrades in there, um, and then also part of that is like allowing other communities to come in and just kind of like you know learn um with you know our equipment and everything from like using a matrix and you know audio you know switchers and all this other stuff um camera work so that would be really really cool for me um doing more programs like that um and then from there like you know our goal now honestly is to keep pushing and make brooklyn not even brooklyn like the capital of esports and like mm. the epicenter like we think some of the best talent comes from here some of the best events like long before you know we came along um so we're working on a series now to like tell more of those stories you know from the past from the current um and then yeah just keep trying to push and, and getting more people involved and helping any way we can to to send people off into the rest of you know like whether it's competing or whether it's like production and like you know, we want people to be like, cool, yeah, I helped produce this event or I helped with this. Um, so, yeah. One of the events I forgot I forgot to mention is you had JBM hosting an event here. And if I don't know if you noticed, but JBM is the best friend on yep. the show. He's, he's, one of, he's, he's come on multiple times and he's joined, he's joined yeah. the Best Friends Club of Let's the Reaching Teaching Podcast. So if you're on multiple times, you become a best friend. Hopefully we could do that with you. And yeah. Then we'll give you we'll, – we'll try to reward you in some way that's not weird. Anyways, uh, so tell us from an audio perspective because obviously we're going to do a video portion of it later on. But from an audio perspective, give us like a little bit of a tour of Brooklyn. Like obviously we can't – we're on the video, but we can't sure. sit around. Yeah. But try to tell yeah, us sure. what are some things in this place. Like what separates your – facility from you know the others out there sure yeah absolutely so when you first walk in we have uh, a lounge on the left side of the venue which is console gaming so it's switches xbox playstation fives um the right side is like our full food and beverage portion um to a full kitchen you know uh, everything from like chicken tenders to burgers to salads to um yeah attendees are good <laughs> tendies slap tendies slap tremendous <laughs> um oh yeah um please and then we kind of go down a hallway. Uh, the left side of the venue is the land center. So we have about 27 PCs in there. We use that. That's where we are now um, for a bunch of different tournaments. Um, everything from, you know, Halo to Rocket League to Valorant to League. Um, and then as you go down the back, there's an arena space. So we seats about 100. And then we have a 6v6 stage that was for Overwatch. 
sadly now Overwatch is going five v five. So <laughs> we, we even hosted an Overwatch tournament, and they wanted to do a special format with you know uh, NYXL, and they wanted to do a special format of five v five. And I was like, I was like, you can't just give me one, just give me one normal tournament. Like architects can kill me. Um, and then so yeah, we have a hundred seats laid out for that. We do a bunch of different events here. From like last night, we did Magic the Gathering. Um, you know, we do Smash every single Sunday. So we break down the floor and do uh, monitors for 13 setups, I think, with stream. Um, and then we also have a stream room, so anyone can rent that out, you know, stream all day, Twitch, YouTube, et cetera. Um, RIP Mixer. <laughs> um, <laughs> sad, sad. Um, yeah, yeah. Not a bad deal. Um, and Shroud, yeah. And Ewok. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, get some new ones. And then uh, I think the only thing left is the team practice room. So we have six PCs in there. Anyone can rent that out, whether it's just with friends or a team or on scrims. Um, and then bathrooms. Because you need bathrooms. You got to have your bathrooms. Because when you have a good time, then you got to handle your business. <laughs> Anyways, um, and you also, got, you also got the arcade games in the hallway. You got like NBA Jam. Right. You got Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom, which is sick. I used yeah. to play on the laundromat. I used to use Spider-Man and Wolverine and... Spin. Oh yeah. But, oh, yeah. on the actual arcade machine. Yeah, it was in the laundry. Oh, I, just I used to go in the laundry. That was the only way I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. You know, yeah. one, I'll do the laundry. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about PlayStation when I was GameCube. What's the matter with you? Tough, N64. Man. Tough. Um, don't do that. Um, all right. Uh, so what are the games that you guys have? You mentioned Halo. I know you're the biggest Halo guy, so I could I could tell you're a big Halo guy. First of all, what's your favorite Halo? Two. Ooh, it's I my hear, favorite game of all time. I hear, <laughs> I hear my I hear, favorite shooter of all time. I hear yeah. a lot. I hear Halo Three all, more often than not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't compete. I was like a baby in Halo Two. I mean, I was how old was I? I was when Halo Two came out. I was in like third grade, fourth grade, uh, I mean, like fourth, like fourth grade. Um, so I was definitely young. And then Halo Three is when we started like forming teams and going to some tournaments. Mm -hmm. Reach was the one we competed in mostly. Oh, Reach was nice, but yeah, Halo Three is great. I just Halo Two is just a perfect game. And you're waiting, and and I'm assuming as of this recording, we are weeks away from Halo Infinite coming out. Yeah, and I am. Like I, what are you? Are you planning on doing something in relation to Halo Infinite here? Yeah, I mean, so the multiplayer beta dropped the other night. We did like, when I saw the rumors, I just made all the graphics and I just <laughs> literally was like drafted everything on Twitter and I was like ready to go. I was like, we we the whole back. We have a projector for the back, um, with forty foot stage, forty foot wall, and we just ran the projector. Um, and we did like the Halo ring, nice. the whole video going on. Like uh, we were playing music all night. Um, did you do? Please tell me you said yes. Do you have the opera singing in the background? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we wanted to reenact that whole video because we have a decent amount of echo. So, um, Yeah, I mean, so we did like a little Halo, you know, launch party. That was the most fun I've had in a long time here. Because I don't really get the game here, which sucks. But, you know, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be rolling out for Halo. We're trying to put together, you know, some events. Um, I love what they're doing with that scene. I love the way they're supporting it. You know, shout out to Esports Engine. They're doing a fantastic job with and H you know HCS doing a fantastic job of organizing all that um yeah and you have I seen another events that we come where we saw that you have Super Smash Bros you mentioned it you have NBA 2K you could play uh, Tekken which Overwatch oh, let's go yeah, yeah so, so is there any other games that were missing out that people could play when they come here uh I let's see I can actually probably think on top of my head we can see the most popular games here so it goes Valorant is still the undefeated king oh. month over month. Um, <laughs> it was good timing. It was good timing for it. Um, League is up there. Counter Strike's still up there. Halo, like Master Chief Collections, up there. Um, Overwatch, Fall Guys, uh, Rocket League, 
I'm like trying to visualize all the games on there now. Well, just Ooh, basically, if you want to see more, you can just come yeah, on exactly, down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to see more, come on yeah, down to Brooklyn.com slash games. Bushwick. We got to make sure the table doesn't fall. Um, so what, what do you think? What do you, what do you think is the future of Brooklyn? Like, obviously, again, you guys started up, so you guys are just uh, trying to make, establish yourself still. But what do you think is the future of it? And why should our students that are watching this? Because... Because obviously, unfortunately, they're not old enough to get inside here right. yet. <laughs> why do you think they should? Why do you think they should? How uh, old are they? We ha- we have like around. We have they're like elementary. And oh some, some no, there's age. no age limit here. Oh no, age limit. No, because we walked in a couple events. And the ID just was like, oh. No, we asked for proof of vax if you're oh. under if you're over twelve. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, no age limit here. Oh, so yeah. no image. So even, even better. better. Yeah, even better. So, t- yeah. so tell why why do you think uh, why do you think students should care about a place like Brooklyn? Like, hey. This is place in Bushwick. Why should I care when I'm watching this video? When they see Alec Polsey, Brooklyn, and you see the Lancer with the stuff in the background. For sure. Yeah, I mean, a couple different things. Like, if you're into, you know, competition, um, we're going to be ramping up more and more frequent weekly events, after-school events. Um, come compete, you know, form a team. Um, it's a good time, especially competing on land. Like, so many people grew up, like, even, like, half of myself included, like, not playing on land. Like, I would say I grew up playing, you know, couch co-op and all this other stuff, but, like, as time went on, you know, we had Modern Warfare 2 and online certain, like, yeah. it, it, it was a lot different. Um, but still, I mean, it's definitely a different feeling. Like, you know, we were all playing Halo on stage the other night, like 5v5. It was crazy. Um, or 4v4, I guess. Um, so I'd say for that experience, definitely worth it. Um, and then on the other side, if you just want to come hang out, game casually, um, and watch some streams, you know, you can watch, like, some of your favorite streamers, just hang out, watch some tournaments. Um... Yeah, I think it's it's just a, it's a cool experience. And if you like games, I um, just want to be around the community. And I think getting to know people, too, is, like, mm-hmm. super different. Yeah. Um, you know, we meet so many people online now in discords and, and everything. And, like, it's people will come in and, like, we'll meet each other. And they'll be like, oh, they'll, like, say, like, my Twitter handle or something. <laughs> and, like, that's what you're used to, right? You're not used to, like, you're you know, used to your tags and stuff like that. So um, same thing with, like, cons. Like, we just did Anime NYC. And, like, that was awesome. Just, mm-hmm. like, see everyone kind of how excited they were to be out and back into it. I think what you guys are doing here, and I think spaces like this in general, are really tapping into that that lost art of like playing with your friend, just meeting someone else in person, right? I think that's a different feeling in general because I got a little bit of that obviously growing up. You have a friend come over, you know, sleep over, and you just have to play games all day long, and it's a good time, right? You talk your trash, you can go back and forth. And I think having this space here with you know, a kid can come in, maybe can't afford necessarily their own personal system, but can come in here, game with a friend, have a great time and create those moments and memories, I think speak more so than like the online culture we have now, which is great. Obviously, it's more convenient. You know, I can stay home. I can play Rob when I'm home. I play Joel, et cetera. But like, huh? <laughs> Bro, I spanked you in 2K like three times. Leave me alone. Okay, so anyway. He took- so you got to do it on land. Yeah, yeah I, gotta, I can do he, it on land. He committed <laughs> the ultimate sin. We're doing the NBA 2K League draft. I'm the Lakers. He's the Bulls. He, I'm, he's a pick, two picks ahead of me. He took Kobe on the Bulls when I could have taken <laughs> the Lakers. <laughs> like, what? And guess who I set up for? Thank you, and guess what I said before to make it more blasphemous? I took Larry Bird on the Lakers. And he lost. He lost. He lost. But no, I, I think it's really great, though. I think spaces like this, for, as a kid, if I was a kid still, I would love it. Like, I would just be here almost all the time. My mom would be like, where are you? No, I'm in Brooklyn. Like, yeah. I'm chilling. So yeah. I think it's really good to, to kind of have the space and more spaces like this open up. So the work you're doing right now, like, is, uh, is pretty superb. And then hopefully the kids who are listening right now, watching right now, can kind of take advantage of this space and this opportunity because 
These things don't happen a lot. Like, living in New York, you yeah. get those advantages, but, like, other places This is don't. next level. I remember in Queen Cinema. Joel, you may know this because you, you you live close to me. In Queen Cinema, remember that arcade spot they used to have in Queen Cinema? It was, like, on the, it was like on the basement. Yeah. There was an arcade spot I used to go every week with my brother and my dad all the time, play hockey, play Need for Speed or whatever they had. This is, like, the next, next, next level. Like, this is not, hey, put a quarter in. <laughs> let's get going. No, this is, like, you got a whole setup. You got to plan it out. They got events. The whole shebang. The whole The whole thing. So... It's tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Now, for again, towards our kids, what recommendations and tips would you give to kids that are interested in the space and what you do and what skills do they have to be equipped with to do what you do, essentially? Do it. Um, be, uh, it sounds kind of corny, ridiculous, but like kind of be able to just adapt because there is so much in the esports space. Um, I would also say, like, pick what you love. So, yeah. and it's hard, you know, it's always going to change, but you can get started and you can learn a lot just with that passion. So if you're in, if you want to get into like, you know, live streaming production, this and that, if you want to get into like shoutcasting, commentating, um, you know, easier said than done, but honestly, you start doing it. Like mm-hmm. you can watch, you can pull VODs from, you know, if you're into Valorant, right, you can pull VODs from like VCT challengers and, and tournaments and you can just cast over them. Like, you're going to feel ridiculous at first because you're just <laughs> casting there alone in your room like to nothing. But like, I mean, you can stream it too. I mean, maybe check with Riot, but uh, <laughs> I think they'll be fine with it. Um, it's, it's, you know, if you can get that experience, you know, you, if you want to start producing, you know, start producing and editing your own gameplay, um, you don't even have to post it. I, I say post it, why not? But mm-hmm. it's, you know, start, that's the best part about esports is like almost everything you can just, get into yourself um you know there's obviously some limitations and like an ex- accessibility mm-hmm. point of view like that can be tough you know if you're trying to make games and do 3d animations and all that other stuff you need like a good rig we're actually in talks with some partners now to make it so if you want to come and make games here like we'll just you know make it free um just because we think that's super important and like learning with stem and all that stuff um we're trying to figure out something similar for with like Adobe and other partners so you can come and edit and learn, you know, a lot of important skills, which in esports, like a designer may send you a flyer and you might be on socials and you might have to go and edit that flyer per every single score, every single match. And then you got to kind of got to learn Photoshop. I mean, you have to learn like how to crop and do dimensions and multiple assets for multiple different social platforms. Like there's a lot that you can do. Um, it's just, Again, the question is like, yeah, like where do you get started? Um, but I think pick a you know pick a project, pick something you love in esports, and then you know just start making a plan of like, cool, how did they do this? And then kind of work backwards. And you mentioned it before when you were talking about how you got started. Would you would you, you consider yourself for the kids to just to know like, hey, what is Alec? He's a partner of Brooklyn, but what do I have to know in that career space? You would consider yourself an entrepreneur essentially, or would, yeah, what would you consider I mean, yourself? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I just like to make fun things um, <laughs> and I think uh I, yeah I think just trying to understand like what you know will make people excited right when they come in here and um that's I think kind of the most important thing that's it's it's weird because we're you know you have so many on you know when it comes to entrepreneurship and this and that people are like oh like what problem are you solving I was like well I was like, <laughs> like you know within our space trying to solve a lot of those problems, right? Like making things just more accessible and giving people more opportunities, you know, for like learning and um, just being able to, you know, come here and compete and 
um, you know, get something on, you know, their, I don't want to say tape, but like get something, you know, in Liquipedia, right? Get some results, get yeah. some. Um, so I think that can be super helpful. And I think just, um, yeah, I mean, I, I trying to solve problems within the space itself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you get, they're getting their feet wet. You have people who maybe have never even touched the console, maybe not get into the space, but are interested. And this is a space where they can get in. In, t- in here, get their feet wet, get the experience, and obviously grow and learn as they go along. So I think it's valuable experience that, you know, it's a problem within esports because, like, accessibility is a big thing and obviously affordability. And so I think having that kind of rectified here with the space is a good thing. And how can, how can students be in the know of what's going on in the esports, like, of going on events, facilities like this? How can people be in the know? Like, where do they go be like, I want to get into it, but how do I keep in tap with what and have a pulse on the community? Because obviously, I hit them socials, bro. Yeah. You can do the socials, but obviously, like I'm saying, you can't like just drop bread and be like, "Hey, I'm going over there. We outside tonight." We yeah, can't, we can't do that. Like how? Yeah. You said socials. How how can people be able to know what's going on? Yeah, I mean, Brooklyn specifically, you know, Discord's a great way. So like a lot of land centers, a lot of teams, a lot of um, organizations. Join Discord, you know, get in there, the conversations, you know, people are always posting job opportunities, things like that. Um, socials, honestly, like, Twitter is kind of like e- esports ecosystem. Yes. Like, Twitter is absolutely incredible. Um, and you can just honestly meet a lot of people. You can chat it up with people, and you see a lot of, like, the breaking things that are happening, you know. Um, and in... They introduced the... You can go ahead, though. You yeah. introduced the Twitter space now, too. Into yeah. onto the app. Yeah, so, Twitter Space is awesome. You can't, yeah. but you can't have no model for two lives. The real conversations. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I would say there's a there's a few things we're working on to fix the exact problem you just said. So maybe we'll check back in six months and we'll <laughs> we'll give you kind of a, a pre. Well, by then, hopefully everything should be out. But we'll uh, yeah. Can I have a toxic community? All right, a couple, just a couple questions, and I, like two, I think three more questions. That's it. What are the biggest things? I just want to make sure that the kids know when they see Alec. All right, what is in a day in the life for you? Oh no! What's the day like for you? Yeah. Um, so uh, every at the end of every day before, I think it's important to I try to consolidate as much of my to do list as I can. Um, so kind of making sure like the next day is prepped, ready to go, hit the ground running. Um, usually, it looks like in the morning, if there's an event for that day, uh, make sure that the posts for you know promotion and Discord and all that stuff are like ready to go out. Um, you know, if I have to like check with any partners to confirm times, um, calendar is kind of like the biggest thing. Um, and then from there, usually like a call or two for some future events, um, whether it's like logistics or otherwise, uh, get to the venue in the morning, kind of make sure everything here is, is good and get to go for the day. Um, and then, you know, check up on graphics, future plans, um, do a lot of like prize redemptions and sending those out. Um, doing just a lot of top level stuff for um, whether it be like promotion partnerships, but then also just kind of day to day stuff here. Yeah. You know, making sure like staff's good and all of you know kind of the administrative work is done. Um, and then at night, probably still working. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we try to have some like local with like our teams. We try to have some meetings like at night because a lot of the team will just be here. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, not too much time for gaming, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, when you, have, when you have to contribute to the esports world like this, I think you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm always trying to find games that I can, like, 
cross like, yeah, yeah and like kind of like cross like the, the problem is i'm a huge like mmo person i'm a huge games like now i guess you'd call my games a service which is a problem because those games are just endless and endless <laughs> so like genshin impact specifically is like my guilty pleasure just because that game is on my phone mm. and i actually like it on the phone and so um, if i can find like 10 minutes and, and you know do some runs or something but yeah trying to find games like i have a uh, when it comes to crossplay, when it comes to like what epic games itself did for the ecosystem and just bodied the entire industry and said like hey you need cross progression, you need cross play, you need all sort of stuff. Like to me, like I will specifically check out a game if it has all those things because I'm kind of the perfect person for that, right? Like I'll hop on my phone or I'll hop on like a switch or whatever and then like hop on PC. Mm-hmm. And like to me, like that is amazing. Like and it only makes sense from like the business side of things. Um but yeah, especially now with limited time. I'm like if I can hop on a little here, a little here, and like yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh is there uh, is there anything that we missed or anything that you want to mention at all? No, nah, I'd say it's been awesome. Um, say CEI, CEI Esports. Yes. Uh, here, and we'll give you your first day pass for free when you sign up. So. Oh, yeah. you see that, Chad? Making yeah. moves in the world. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. You can't and do this from Riverdale, man. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. You can't do this from Cali. You can do it from here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we really appreciate that. Like, that's, that's tremendous, and I think uh, we're, we're – Thankful, thankful to have you on, and, and it's our first guest for the our, our new career day, and obviously as a guest on the Reaching Teaching podcast. So when I play you on 2K, you guys are gonna see oh, the stuff that you that I have to deal with. <laughs> uh, the meter's different. Uh, he takes Kobe from me when I'm the Lakers. The Lakers? That's not cool. All I hear is excuses right now. What is going on? This is terrible. You better than this, Rob. You better. You better. Come on. Despicable. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> settle it. Huh? He's like, oh, what's Mario? He's like, you never touched the two in your life. What? Mario, see me in no. cart. See me in cart right now. How about you play something that's not Mario? Oh my gosh! You're right. Yeah, you, it's, all right, it's too much for you. Uh, anyways, uh, where can the people find you, Alec? And where can be again? Where can the people find Brooklyn? Sure. Yeah. So Brooklyn is just Brooklyn.com. Socials are Brooklyn underscore NY on everything. Um, myself, Arpanine on Twitter. A R P A N I N E. Um, yeah. And that is it. Johnny, do you have any last words for our first ever Reaching the Teaching Podcast interview in person? Uh, no, I do not. Um, this was great. I was having a lot of fun going down. But I guess, I guess one last thing, though. Um, what is What was your first ever console? And then what is your favorite console of all time? I think I know I think I think know one. The answer to your first ever console. So, your favorite console. I don't, know if you, I don't even count it, but my first ever console of all time was Game Boy. Okay. And okay. still to this day, a Pokemon drops. I'm like, that's it. That's it. Like, that's it. I need the week off. Like, that's it. So that left an impression on me. Um, first ever console console. It's probably N60. I, it has to be N64. Okay. PlayStation 1. Actually, my PlayStation 1 caught fire. So oh, that was interesting. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a vivid memory of that thing on smoke. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> my Xbox One was caught on fire. It was tremendous. Jeez, so I bought the brick. You see the brick for the first ever Xbox? So it went bad. So I was like, they go on Amazon. I bought this one for like $30. I was like, cool. 10 days since, because remember we used to play my Xbox to shut off the yeah. ventilator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I play, I'm playing, I smell smoke. just comes out of the air. Uh, it yeah. was over. Amazon did me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got that from I got that from some stand. I don't know where it got. I don't know. It was not a thing. Lost not like thirty dollars. Oh, they put no. a potato in a box and <laughs> shipped no, they, it they off. To you. A, it was like C four Planet. But uh, I, when you said Game Boy, when you said Game Boy, you said I don't know if that that counts. I was worried you're gonna say like 
I thought I was wondering you gonna say when your favorite was iPhone playing Pokemon Go. That's where I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know. That was the best summer ever. <laughs> that was a fun time. We were all always playing the same game. Yeah. All right, we've taken up enough of your time. Uh, mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta toy this facility. We're gonna walk around this a little bit more. Uh, and Take advantage of this uh, unique time that we have. But we thank you again, Alec, for taking time to talk to us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, Brooklyn is a spectacular place. You should all come here. Uh, come here. It's op- What are the hours? Uh, Monday through Friday, we open at 5. And then on the weekends, Saturday, Sunday, we open at 2. Boom. Come here. Take a weekend. Come in with your friends if you're a student. Hang out. Play some Uno. Lose an Uno. Draw four. <laughs> do the whole thing. <laughs> Um, you can play Super Smash Bros. You could get lose to a Smash Ball. If you want to play 2K and deal with Johnny's BS, uh, you can deal with that too. <laughs> Slander is insane. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of the Reaching and Teaching podcast. You can check us out on Instagram, Reaching and Teaching. On Instagram, it's all one word, no spaces. And you can also check us out on Anchor, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcast, excuse me. Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Spotify, Google Podcast. And if you want to check us out, the video version, there'll be way, way, way more stuff you want to see in the video version. So check us out on YouTube. All of that info will be and there. Shout out to our producer Joel behind the behind the cam. You know what I'm saying? Make the oldest possible with all the mics and the True. equipment. So shout out to Joel. Yes. Shout out to Joel. And the other Joel. And the other Joel. <laughs> we, have a new guy, we have a new guy on our team. His name is Joel as well. His name is Joel as well. Joel Squared. Joel Squared. Oh, man. <laughs> Joel Squared. Squad. <laughs> all right. So that'll do it. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. And stay tuned for more episodes.